Welcome to the Quarantine Spook Show. I'm Kyle Carezzi. This is a show where I do improvised horror stories. Where people from the audience uh, submit random titles. And then I pull the titles out of a jar. And then make up the stories from there. If you have any story titles to submit, you can send them to quarantinespookshow at gmail.com or through alternate means of communication. My partner said that uh, my beard's so long that I could join Clearwater, Credence Clearwater Revival. So I got that going for me, I guess. I'm playing outside. It's getting darker. The bats are going to come out soon. So let's get started. Alright. This first story is called Salmon Age 2 The Spawn of salmon. Things were starting to open back up a little bit in the United States. A lot of other countries were passing criticism against the U.S. for opening prematurely or staying open during the pandemic. I'm trying to act like the pandemic never happened and just trying to get over it as quickly as possible. I too was someone who condemned this. I think it was bad for society pretending the pandemic wasn't happening. And it's not something you can just get over quickly. So much damage has been done. Things will get worse before they get better. Yet at the same time, I was vaccinated. Many people in the town I lived in were also vaccinated. So things were steadily starting to open up a little bit. People were going to shops. Everyone was simultaneously uh, reassimilating themselves into society, piece by piece. So I thought, since I'm vaccinated, I might as well enjoy it, live a little. So I thought I'd go to the library. 
old library. I lived in a very, very small town. But this library building used to be the city hall. Until the borough I lived in, uh, eventually they relocated their city hall to uh, a different borough. There are five boroughs in total. And there are a fair amount of empty government buildings in the borough I lived in. Repurpose for other needs. In this tall monolithic building with large gray columns, end up becoming the library. It would even overlook the river and the rest of the town. It was a place I'd always go to in high school, uh, pick up summer reading books or one night, or pick up summer reading books and whatnot. And then when I developed an adult fascination for reading, there was one time when I stopped by the library and I picked up a, a Hemingway book, I believe it was Farewell to Arms, the library and looks at it. And she was just like, oh, are you doing summer reading? And I was just like, oh, no, uh, I'm, uh, I'm 25. Oh, well, it's a good book. And I was just like, yeah, that's what I heard. But still, I love perusing that library. A lot of towns and cities have their own little back-of-the-woods obscure bookshops and whatnot. There's something special about this library. It was an old building built in the 1830s. And you can smell the history seeping off the walls. Eventually I used to go, I went there so frequently. The librarians would let me into the basement to get their overstock books the ones that they had trouble running out, so they were going to donate them to various locations. And they weren't getting any uh, funding from the government. Certainly not enough. So they had to sell off what they could. And I agreed to buy some of the books for a fair price. Just as a way to help out how I can. so many books. They're actually going to get rid of a lot of comics, too. I saw some old uh, issues of Spawn and Berserk that I was thumb through. One time I got a first, uh, the first appearance of the Marvel superhero Beta Ray Bill. That's right. The Beta Ray Bill. The overt knockoff of Thor 
but he's an alien, so he's got that going for him. So I love thumbing through the books. I didn't know how much longer books would last in this world, but I was enjoying every second of it. And then there's one I book I picked up that was pretty peculiar. Didn't have a name on the cover. Didn't have anything on the spine. Just had a picture of a fish on the front. Kind of looked like the Jesus fish a little bit. But definitely uh, engraved with more dexterity. So I flipped through the book and it was all in Middle English. There's a lot of references to fish and fishing and most of all salmon. So I went upstairs and asked one of the librarians and be like, hey, uh, so what's the deal with this book? You're actually getting rid of this? And the librarian took a close look at it and she was like, oh, yeah, that book. Yeah, I didn't know that was down there. I actually meant to destroy that one. I was like, destroy? How'd you destroy a book? She was like, well, that's, uh, I'm not gonna get into it with you, but it's, yeah, that actually should just be like, that should be mulch on a playground or something. Here, I'll take that. And I pulled the book back and I was like, well, I'll buy it off you. And she was just like, I don't think you wanna, nah, you don't wanna do that. And I'd be like, 30 bucks, 40, $40. I'll pay $40 for this book. I thought 40 was a decent price for, you know, any sort of, like, old book that's likely out of published, that's out of print. So she gave me a look, and she was just like, okay, it's your funeral. So I did pay for the book on the spot, but I kept perusing. I went through the uh, books, I also went to the VHS section. All the VHSs they were going to give away. VCRs weren't even being manufactured anymore. It was officially dead technology. I remember the day it happened. Roughly around 2014, 2015 maybe. When the last... VCR manufacturer went bankrupt. And that was the day. The day when VCRs and VHSs became dead technology. But that just made them more precious to me. So if something was appealing, I'd certainly pick it up. I had some of my favorite horror movies on VHS. I just love the grain and the CRT feeling, and 
sitting for 20 minutes if I wanted to rewind the movie all the way backwards. Uh, what ancient times we used to live in. I found one VHS that was pretty peculiar. It was between a copy of Shrek and Sleepless in Seattle. And it just said, On the Salmon Book. So I thought, huh. I wonder if this has to do with the, the Book of Salmon. I pulled out my phone real quick and tried to do a Google search. Looking for keywords on old books of salmon, anything like that. The engraves engravings on the book were beautifully done. It was obviously published with great care, but couldn't find anything on it. So I went back upstairs, and I was just like, "Hey, so you got this uh, this VHS about the uh, the salmon book?" She was just like, ah, I don't think I've seen that VHS before at all. And her eyes widened. She was like, wait, shit, I know that book, VCR thing, VHS, what? And then she was, she just kept muttering, saying a lot of random phrases and stuff. And I was just like, you, you're right. And she was just like, get out, just get out of here, get, get the, take the tape, take the book, just go, just go, keep those things out of here. And she pushed me away. I was already holding a couple books with me, and I don't think she... I didn't check them out or pay for them or anything. She just wanted me gone. I made a commitment to myself that I'd come back to the library again to pay for or check out the books properly. Maybe tomorrow, if she's not working. But it was a short walk home to the corner store and picked up some Powerade and cigarettes. And went to my small twin house and scratched on the couch. I made a phone call with some family uh, that lasted a throughout the night and made myself some dinner and I was just like oh maybe I'll make some salmon because I had some extra salmon in the fridge and I cooked it up and goddamn, it was good so I was getting darker it was a little bit getting creepy. That creepy time of the night. It would usually be that time when I would play some low-res uh, PS1 graphics horror games. Or the high-adrenaline, high-res horror games that are out. And I thought, you know what? How about I just watch that tape? It may not be scary, but certainly creepy. Or at least cringy. So I popped it in, 
I had a working v VSR, v I had a working VS VCR for this occasion. My friends would come over all the time, and we just have v VCR parties, bring over tapes, and have little booby marathons. That was back in the before times, before the masks and the virus. Maybe similar times will come again. But things will never be the same. But I digress. So I put in the VCR. Some heavy static started. I've seen a lot of static and heard a lot of white noise from CRT TVs and VCRs and whatnot, but this was different. There's some sort of aggression to it. The more I stared at it, the static would make shapes in my eyes. I don't know if it was my own eyes, uh, retinas, casting the illusions, or if it was coming from the television itself. The picture was grainy, and there was a layer of static all throughout the images. There was a flowing creek, green grass, and thin trees with leaves on them. It was lush, but also barren to something you'd find in Connecticut, or Vermont, or New Hampshire. And there weren't any sounds except for the flowing creek, some distant birds, some flying right near the mic. Then a man appears uh, with a fishing rod. Seems a bit older. Definitely has the look. Kind of looks like a bug catcher from the old Pokemon games. He has his fishing rod and he waves enthusiastically at the camera, which seemed to be on a tripod. And then the fisherman began to speak. Alright, we picked the right day for catching some fish. I don't know what we're gonna find, but... You know, it's a part four of a part five, a... Instructional tutorial on how to fish. How to fish right, what kind of bait to use and all that. We went over the, the gear, the bait... And all that jazz. And now we're just gonna get into it. We're gonna start fishing in this video.
I just watch some fish for a while? He turned the back of his head away from the camera, then just started fishing. It went on for about 10 minutes like that, and then he'd look back at the camera again and just be like, huh, nothing yet. And still he'd wait. He stood there like he was taking a piss. Entered, entered the frame from behind the camera. She started to whisper to him. Enough to pick up. Maybe you ought to say something to camera. What? Maybe you ought to say something to camera, you know, just to engage, like, hey, you're fishing, and just be like, oh, nothing yet, you know, but keep, just like, talk about it a little bit, you know? And he's just like, alright, I got it. I know how to fish. Yeah, I know you know how to fish, but not everyone knows how to fish. That's why you're putting up these videos, you know? So how about we... Now let's just chat with the audience a little bit. He's like, ah, okay. And he turned around again. He's like, ah, nothing yet. And he turned to the woman who says, all right, how's that? And she's like, no, they just, you just did that, you know? Look, the camera's facing the back of your head and everything. And he's just like, well, I know how to fish. And she's like, well, okay, well, here, look. So she grabbed the camera and picked it up. Held cinema verite kind of thing. She was just like filming the dude fishing, and she was like, Oh, so what kind of fish do you think you'll find? And he was just like, Oh, I don't know. Uh, salmon, maybe. I don't know what kind of fish are here. I've never been in this region before, you know? Just here visiting your folks and all. And she was like, Well, you don't have to phrase it like that, you know? And he was just like, Well, you know, just. You said it was a good idea to, like, film an educational video, and I don't really know why, so... But, yeah, sure. I, I love fishing. I don't know what I'll catch. Even some, like, trout or cod. Or even just, like, a little guppy from these creeks. I don't know. It's better than fishing in Jersey, I guess. And she was just like, oh, Connecticut's way cooler than Jersey. And he was just like, huh, not by... Not as much as you think. video kind of devolved to like them just bantering one of those uh too too much reveals for sure but when the camera keeps rolling you just see a couple argue or bicker or talk finally to each other actually the camera was hung low uh, by her waist and she was like i just need you to be a little bit more supportive and he's just like i'm being totally supportive you said you wanted to do a video about fishing for some reason for salmon. I don't think salmon are here. Like, babe, I know you want to like find some salmon in this creek, but I don't think it's gonna happen. And she, she was just like, oh, you'll find some in the creek. It'll be great. And she, she was like, here, how about this? So she set the camera on the ground, and then she grabbed the fishing rod. She's like, I'll fish too. And it was both of them fishing. Five minutes go by without them talking. And then she was just like, see, isn't this fun? And he was just like, yeah, well, you're not, you're not talking to the audience either, you know? You're just fishing. And she 
was like, well, you know, I'm still, like, you know, I asked you if it was fun. I was also talking to the audience as well, feel, like, filling them in of our relationship, you know. And he was just like, yeah, it's not so easy to just, like, multitask and fish and talk to a camera at the same time. And she said, well, at least I'm trying. And he was just like, I wasn't trying. I said, oh, nothing yet, you know. I'm never going to fish this way, you know. We're talking too loud. We're going to scare away the fish. And she was like, babe, come on. Actually, uh, both of them walked off the side of the camera. Like, you hear nothing but them just, like, bickering, whispering. Talking about how they both lack support of each other. In whatever different endeavors that they do. Including family, fishing, uh, and all that jazz. There's one fishing rod that was on the ground. That was inside of the camera. And as the camera's rolling, there's a fish that pokes its head out of the creek. It's something I've never quite seen before. never really seen a fish uh, be so stationary. And its eyes seemed bigger than usual. Almost like it had pupils and whites in its eyes. Eventually the fish uh, swam closer and closer to the edge of the creek slowly started to slump upwards. And then with my naked eye, I saw the fish walk out with these thick toddler legs tiptoeing to the fishing rod. It also had these little arms like a T-Rex. Which looked really bizarre with these baby fat legs waddling over. And the fish had a really large jaw. It just bent over and undid the bait from the hook and then just like nibbled on it. And then tore the hook off the string. And then held onto it and then slowly walked back into the river. And after the bickering subsided, the couple went to the fishing rod, and he was just like, well, where's my bait? She was like, oh, did you catch something? And he's like, no, I didn't catch anything. You know, I would have felt it. Eventually, they argued some more, and the camera shut off. And the camera turned back on. seemed like a different day because it was cloudier with a light drizzle. The guy had his face really close to the camera and he was just like, okay, so we're going to find whatever the fuck that thing was that got my bait yesterday. And then the woman said, right, we got more bait on the hook. We're going to go fishing for a bit and then if that doesn't work, we're just going to leave it on the ground and watch. 
Actually, another 10 minutes went by of uh, me watching them fish, and I was just like, oh my god, this is going to be the whole video. And the one returns it to do, and she's just like, should we still, do you still want to make it like an educational video? And he was just like, no, why do I want to do that? And then she was like, well, I don't know, it's just, you know, we can, I don't know, I still want to make like an educational fishing video. I still think it's a fun project while we're like out on this little uh, getaway, you know, meet the folks and all, but I mean, you know, I think it'd be cool. She's like, I think we gotta, we got bigger fish to fry, and it's, it's not an intentional pun, but, you know, uh, I've never seen a fish with legs before. I really want to see this thing in person, even if I can't catch it, so I'd really, really rather focus on that. And the woman said, I just think you should be more supportive, you know, he's just like, oh my god, I'm totally supportive. We saw this fish together, this is like... Kind of like the Bigfoot of Connecticut or whatever, like Mothman, you know. So let's just let's just focus on focus on catching this thing. I think it'd be really cool. All right. So they kept fishing and it started to get darker. and the dude's kind of freaking out. He's yanking on something. He's like, oh shit, I think I got something. I think I got something. At this point, it was so dark that I could barely see the camera. And then the woman uh, picks up the camera and turns on the night vision. And she's like, what do you get? Did you get it? Did you get it? And he says, like, yeah, I think so. I think so. And he reels it in, and then there it is. Gorbis fish with the baby legs and the T-Rex hands. It's got a hook in its lip and it's screeching for bloody murder using its little hand to wave the hook that it grabbed from the earlier day. Try to use it to stab the dude and the chick. And then the guy was just like, alright, do it now, do it now. She drops the camera, and then the view is upside down, but it shows her grabbing a book. It was the same book I had. The same engravings and everything. So she starts to recite from it. Protein, hot tips. Oh, shit. And then suddenly the Video cops off. That's the end of the VHS. I grab the remote. I try to rewind it. It's like no way. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. I try to rewind it further uh, to the beginning of the tape to see, just in case it wasn't rewinded all the way. But I made it to the front and back, and still, just like over an hour of just like fishing and some random uh, cryptid stuff. So eventually I stop and I pause it with a view of the woman. And I take a close look at her and I say, no, it can't be. It was the librarian where I got the book and the VHS. 
more about the mysteries of this book, about this creature, about why the tape was made. I felt a burning curiosity inside of me, something deep, deep in the pit of my gut. When I go to the book, I flip through it. A lot of it is in Middle English. Certain spellings are consistent. I'm still able to read it. I spent the rest of the night flipping it. All the way to about 2 a.m. until I find the phrase that the librarian said in the video. still a bit smudged, so I didn't know what the phrasing was specifically. And I said it quietly out loud to myself. But it still had the inflection, like some sort of chant, which is something I didn't intend when the words came out of my mouth. Was it a routine? Uh, oh, chips? Uh, oh, shit. Something in the room changes. Something I can't put my finger on. It could be the air, it could be the physics. It was hard to say. Maybe a slight gust of wind that came in through a window. Maybe a sudden chill. Whatever it was, it was different. And not something I recognized. That's when the sensation of fire came. It burned inside me. First I thought it was a food poisoning. No, it couldn't be. So I lost my balance on the couch and fell to the floor. I started to groan incredibly loud, like the mammal that I was. The fire burned harder in the pit of my stomach. I could feel something growing inside it. Something moving. Finally, I let out a wallowing scream flesh of my torso rips open and something crawls out. It was the most intense pain I've ever felt in my life. And it'll be the last. But in my last moments, I see my fading eyesight. This little fucking dude this little fish guy with waddling baby legs and little T-Rex arms romping through my carpet and living room and hopping out the window. I didn't have anything profound with me uh, as my life faded in that moment. The closest thing I came up with was what the fuck?
Hmm. Little salmon dude. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Alright. This next installment is called Satan's Salmon. It was a long drive up to Connecticut. Cheryl and Derek uh, rode up in their pickup truck. Cheryl cradled a very old book with a salmon engraved on the cover. Derek shook his head and he's just like, oh, I'm kind of nervous meeting your folks, you know? And Cheryl's just like, oh, it's fine. He'll, he'll love you. And then Derek said, yeah, well, I think, you know, it's going to be, you know, the first time meeting me, we're going to say that we're going to have a kid together, you know? It's a big deal. And Cheryl said, oh, I'll be fine. It'll be great. Be so happy for us. I told you this baby book was handed down from them. Derek said, Look. I know we met at that, uh, the creepy-ass, uh, Satan, uh, paranormal meetup. I know we share a lot of philosophies and childbearing and all that. And we want our kid to be some flavor of a spawn of Satan. Or some other, no, some other demonic deity. I don't think it's a smart move to just springing on your parents. Cheryl said, oh, don't worry about it. They're, this is, listen, this is just, it's part of a family tradition, you know? Listen, I know you grew up, like, Christian or whatever, and you were shooed by your parents and all that, but, you know, my parents were more accepting in the ways of Satan, Lucifer, Morningstar. So they drove up to the, her family's cabin, by some random crick in Connecticut. Derek was surprised how well he got along with Cheryl's parents.
Cheryl's dad said, oh, so you're a commercial fisherman? And then Derek said, uh, yeah, <clears throat> uh, yes, sir. Yeah, that's right. You know, I got a, you know, I got a, my own boat in Maryland, uh, go out when the season's right, get what we can, sell what we can, you know. I don't always have my own consistent crew. Sometimes I just gotta hire random people, but you know how that goes. Sheriff's dad laughs. Just like, yeah, huh. I know, I know how that goes. Never know you're gonna have to work with. And Derek's just like, huh, yeah, that's right. And then Sheriff's mom came out. She's like, I made some apple pie. Derek had a piece, and he's like, yeah, it's a, it's a damn good apple pie. It's a bit watery by his standards. It wasn't very well seasoned. But still, he appreciated Cheryl and, his, and her mother. I was happy to be accepted into the family. So they crack open some beers and start talking about, uh, you know... Talk about Reagan. How uh, swell of a job he's doing. And Cheryl said, So, so you know how he gave me the salmon book on my 18th birthday? And Cheryl's dad says, Of course, well, in the ways of Satan, you know, it's what we do. Pass down the baby book to our next of kin. And Cheryl said, well, me and Derek and I were, were thinking about using it this weekend. Cheryl's mom and dad looked at each other and smiled. We're going to use it this weekend? You two are going to be parents? And Derek nodded and said, yeah, that's the plan. Cheryl's dad said, oh, that's so wonderful. And Cheryl's mom says, well, you gotta be extra careful, you know? Because, again, it's an old book. I mean, every other uh, creepy uh, pseudo-Satanist paranormal families, you know, they got their own baby books with their own uh, weird subspecies of demonic entities being reborn. You gotta use a lot of dexterity. Both of our generations, uh, you know, both of our older si older siblings, uh, were born from the baby books, you know. Cheryl said, "Oh yeah, I love I love Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam was a uh, her salmon demon uncle who couldn't make the trip to Connecticut. He was overseas." So, uh, Derek said, yeah, you know, I grew up, uh, grew up Catholic, you know, we didn't know anything about the ways of Satan. And Cheryl's mom said, oh, you poor dear. And Derek said, yeah, well, it's, it's nice to be accepted as his family, you know, it's a real honor. And then Cheryl said, you just leave all the citations and the, uh, the enchantments to me, you know, you just focus on getting a good fish.
So that weekend, uh, they drove up to a nearby creek. They parked, uh, they had their fishing gear. And Cheryl uh, got up and started to sit in the truck of the bed, the bed truck. She was flipping through the book. Derek watched Cheryl and felt so grateful to date someone so amazing and beautiful. And then Cheryl said, okay, so when you're fishing, make sure you have like the maximum uh, intentionality of uh, when you go fishing, you know. Be like you're summoning a stork. Think of it that way, you know. And then our son will come and he'll be ours. And he was just like, so how does... How exactly does that work? And Cheryl just said, well, you just gotta, you know, all you gotta do is just, you know, it's the, the name of the game is intention, right? So just fish with intention. Our son will come. I'll give the enchantment, and then he'll be ours. It'll be that simple. I already did the rituals the night before, so, you know, any demons will be coming our way. So it'll be, it'll be good. It's like, uh, it's, it'll be great be like, okay, I trust you on this. You know, I've always wanted a Satan child. Cheryl said, I've always wanted a Satan child, too. So they started to walk to the creek. And then Cheryl uh, pulled out a, ca uh, a camera from a bag and started to fumble with it. And then Derek said, oh, what are you doing with that? And she said, well, you know, this book has been passed down uh, from generation to generation in my family for centuries at this point. But, you know, I don't know how much longer books are going to be around, you know. We got radio and television and all that. And Derek said, that's right. She said, surely that'll be, you know, that'll, that's, that'll be what uh, brings, the, bring, brings on the death of books. And then Derek said, yeah, it's a strong likelihood. So Cheryl said, so I thought, you know, I wanted to use, use some technology that would be, uh, help out with future generations of our family, you know. So if, this book won't last forever, even if people still read books. So I wanted to film something on a VHS. Something that can be preserved for future generations. Because obviously it's so high-tech it's gonna stick around. And Derek said, of course, babe. Totally get it. So they find the crick. They found the crick. And they just film the crick for a bit. And then Derek hops in the frame and he's just like, Alright, so, son, if you're reading this. And then Cheryl's just like, No, no, stop, stop. And he's just like, What? What is it? And then she was just like, Well, you know, we gotta. This isn't going to be the only tape. And he's like, what do you mean it's not going to be the only tape? And she's like, well, I want to do like a multi-series, like a five-part series. And it's going to be like part four. We can go over, in the other parts I was thinking we can go over like what kind of bait we use. Uh, and the kind of books and all that. Like the real prep work of actually finding uh, a demon child to be your own via fishing. And he was like, okay, so this is part four of five then. And she was just like, yes, that's right. So they started to film for real. Derek got on camera. 
said he was doing a, an educational tape on fishing, and that it was part four or five, and then he started fishing. Now, Derek didn't have a lot of opportunities to be on television or on a screen. In fact, most people in his generation didn't, in any region of the world, really. Unless they worked in broadcasting or super hardcore privilege to, to some capacity. So every 10 minutes he'd just turn around and just be like, huh, nothing yet. And he kept going on like that. Actually, Cheryl started to get upset started to confront him about it. They started to bicker and argue, and how Derek didn't seem to be supportive enough, and Derek was like, I'm being plenty supportive and all that. They kept arguing that way. The camera didn't pick up all of it. And as they kept arguing over and over throughout the filming of the process, she was like, you just, you just gotta, we're doing it for our son. We're doing it for our son. He's like, I know we're doing it for our son, but I'm doing my best, okay? And she's like, well, just try harder, because your best isn't good enough. Then Derek's like, well, if my best isn't good enough, I don't know what is. And as they had this particular conversation, their prospective demon child came and snuck on land, took some bait from the fishing rod, and then snuck off. It wasn't until after, until Cheryl and Derek realized what happened, their prospective son stole their bait. Eventually the camera was off and Derek was asking, oh, that's not, this isn't how it's supposed to work, is it? And she's just like, no, no. She's flipping through the book. She goes, no, it's not supposed to be like this at all, you know? It's supposed to, he shows up, you you got him as like on the line and all. And then I do a chant and he's ours. And then Derek said, well, you know, he did show up. I just wasn't holding the rod. And Cheryl was like, well, why weren't you holding the rod? And then Derek was just, because I told you, I can't multitask, I can't look at a camera and say things while fishing at the same time. It's really challenging. You know this. And she's like, okay, okay, well, we can, we can try again tomorrow, okay? We'll do the whole, we'll repeat the whole ritual ceremony. I don't think it would be that bad. And then we'll just try it again, that's all. It's trial and error, you know? Plenty of people who don't uh, have their demonic spawn as kids go through troubles like this, just part of our threshold. He's like, okay, babe. Okay. So that night at the cabin, uh, Cheryl's doing uh, various rituals to resummon a demon spawn. Hopefully the same one that came the first time. And Cheryl's mom said, oh, what are you still doing up? Cheryl said, I'm just, we didn't catch that, uh, or a demon son today, so we gotta, we're trying it again. She was just like, well, no one showed up at all? And he's like, well, they did, but they snuck off again, because, uh, Derek wasn't holding the rod. And then Cheryl's mom said, Derek wasn't holding the rod? And then Cheryl said, I know, Mom, I know, but we're gonna try it again. And Cheryl's mom, well, you better, said, you better be careful, you know? I mean, you don't, you know... If you do too many rituals stacked up on each other, it might gum up the works. I mean, you know, Saint Magic's very finicky. You gotta, you gotta be very careful. And then Cheryl said, "Yeah, I know, Mom. I know." And 
So the next day, they tried fishing again. Cheryl was extra nervous. If double stacking the rituals really did uh, nullify them or distort them in any way. Or if she really did fuck it up in any capacity. So they kept fishing and kept filming it. Eventually started to get dark without any luck. And they whisper to each other real close so the camera doesn't pick up. Derek says, um, I don't think this is going to I don't think we're ever going to catch this kid tonight. I think we missed our opportunity for, uh, like, a demon salmon spawn child thing. She was just like, but I always wanted a demon spawn salmon child thing. He's like, I know, I know, but I think we missed our window. We might just have to, you know, breed and you'd have to get pregnant and all that. She's just like, oh, man. He's like, hey, it's okay, because, you know, we still got, you know, we can always raise our, raise our human child to be satanic, you know. You know, you're raised satanic and you turned out fine. Cheryl says, like, yeah, but I think Uncle Sam is so cool. And then Derek is just like, I know, I know. But we can only do what we can. All of a sudden, it started to bite. The salmon demon child against Derek's rod. He started whining and pulling as hard as he could. Like, oh, I got it, I got it. Cheryl's holding the camera, turns on night vision. She's so proud of Derek. They're finally gonna have a Satan spawn salmon demon thing together. Just like they always dreamed. Derek's holding the demon child and he's freaking out, screaming. Cheryl drops the camera and is flipping through the book. And she says the chant that she knows so well. Since she was a child, she knew this chant. She was waiting for this day. She said the chant and the camera copped out. The demon child attacked Derek, tearing him to bits. Sharp piranha teeth. Tearing at his flesh. Tearing at his flesh. Tearing him into pieces. He started to scream and he died within seconds. on the ground and starts running in, cir running in circles. Cheryl's just like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. So she's just chasing it around. This demon fish with the baby legs and the T-Rex arms. Eventually, 
actually the demon child uh, passes out and dies instantly. Cheryl starts to weep. The death of Derek and the death of her new son. She says, I don't understand. I don't understand what I did wrong. She grabs the book, takes the gear, goes back to the truck. Frantically in tears, she flips through it over and over, trying to find some missing piece. And then she finds it. Essentially, what the passage said was, if you miss your opportunity for the first ritual, then you must make a sacrifice for it to work. What will happen is, if you try it again, then the son will go after the father, and then die instantly. But in return for trying the ritual once again, and doing it right this time, son will respond years later in a way you may not expect. Cheryl started to weep some more. She didn't understand what it meant. Since then, she gave up ever trying to have a Satan spawn child. She was married twice later, but her marriages didn't last. They weren't as into creepy paranormal Satan shit as she was. But she'd always think, that maybe someday, that her son would return to her. The little demon fish spawn thing years later when she woke up at 5am to go to her job at the library at the small town that she worked at kicking herself for letting that uh, salmon fish satan book the VHS evidence of her and Derek trying to summon a son get away from her She thought she wanted the past to be the past, but she felt so stupid that she lost access to those memories. And as she's opening the library doors, she hears some screeching. She turns around and she sees it's her salmon demon baby thing. Little salmon with the big mouth and pointy teeth and the baby legs and the T-Rex arms. Screeching like a little annoying squirrel. Running toward her. And Cheryl, the librarian, says, oh, Baby, I've waited so long. And then the little fish thing runs into Cheryl's arms and gives her a bunch of kisses. In a mother-to-son kind of way. No words can describe the joy Cheryl felt that moment to once again have her son return to her
from Kyle's Quarantine Spook Show. I'm Kyle Caresi. And good night. <laughs>